When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. Very glad to have you with us. I'm your host, Mitch Album. I'm the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is inspired. Lisa Goitz is my friend and producer, and we've been doing this just shy of four years together, which is Pretty a, lot soon. Longer, a lot longer than the time that I actually spent with Maury. But if you think about it, the really special things in your life might have happened in a single day, a single weekend, a single evening, and you remember them for your whole life, right? Your yep. wedding night, your uh, the birth of your first child, your great weekend you spent with your friends. So actually, six, seven months is a long stretch of time. And not surprisingly, we're still talking about some of the lessons that Maury taught me while he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. But today I want to talk about something that Maury taught me when he was healthy. I don't often talk about that time uh, when I had Maury as a professor at Brandeis University for four years that I was there. I took every class that Maury offered. I ended up majoring in sociology, his field, not because I was all that interested in it, to be honest with you, but it would have been a shame to waste all those credits. Right. But look, it benefited you. It benefited you in the long run. Like, I mean, not just because of your relationship with Maury, but don't you feel that that sort of education um, informed your writing in the future and all a of degree it? in sociology? Yeah. Yeah. You learn uh, about you learn about yeah. people and mm. culture and I became stuff. a sports writer, so I'm not sure, maybe a little bit. Oh. Although <laughs> Although I will say that my honors thesis with Maury, which I wrote, you know, as, a, as an independent study, my senior year was called football, its role in society. And oh, I, I actually <laughs> ended up interviewing a bunch of New England Patriot players for my honors thesis, something you probably could never do today. Uh, but back then, nobody really wanted to talk to the Patriots. They weren't a very good team. And uh, I got to go in and interview the quarterback and some of the other players and talk about violence and football. And I wrote a sociological study about football that I'm sure is still the seminal work on that topic and the only one. And you can find it in the Brandeis Library and no place else. But, you know, all your honors theses are somehow chronicled yeah. or kept in the library of your college. And so, yeah, mine is there somewhere. Don't ask me where. That's amazing, Mitch. That 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 did um, set off your career. <laughs> yeah, set it off. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it. But it, there's it... the part. The part that I wanted to share with you was the part of Maury that really resonated with me, and I think it's something that we can all learn from. 
And that part was that here was a man who I did not know when I arrived. And he took a shine to me and he treated me like an adult. Mm. He respected my opinions, my desires for my future. He did not see me as a child. He saw me as a young adult. And there is, I want everybody who's listening to us to think, who was the first person in your life to take you seriously that way outside of your own parents or family? Because, you know, they're the last ones to do it. They can never stop thinking of you as their child. And even when you go away to college and even when you get out of college and even when you start your first job, or you're always their kid. Yeah. Are you eat, are you eating enough? Is it are you, are you dressing warmly? Are you taking your medication? Did you call the doctor? Did you call your grandmother for her birthday? You know, so you still feel kind of in that world, right? You even you might be 21, 22, 24, 25, but you still feel in the presence of your parents or family like the child. Who yes. is the person who lets you out of that, who doesn't never knew you that way, who starts to treat you like an adult? Well, I do have somebody who did me, know me that way, but it was my sister who is 10 years older than I am. So she left home at 16 to go to college. She was early in college. And, uh, and by 19, she was like far away. She lived in Italy. I never saw her. So I remember when I left college and I went to go visit her in San Francisco, where she still lives, and how like she treated me like I was older, you know, and right. yet I was just out of college. And I remember right. she talked to me differently than people did. Um, you know, I felt like I could do things like swear in front of her, right? You know, like right. things so you, you can't felt, do. Yeah, yeah. You felt grown up, right? Yeah. It's the, so, and my brother still doesn't treat me like that. My brother still uh -huh. treats me like a kid. Yeah. And yet my sister always treats me like an equal. And I think it's like the only person in my adult surrounded life that does that. You know, well, at this age, Lisa, you ought to have more people who are treating you like an wouldn't adult, that be nice? That, that may be a different show. <laughs> uh, let me read you uh, a couple of pages from Tuesdays with Maury that are just uh, just a vignette. It's not the parts that we've shared many times before about discussions when he was dying. This is this is like an italicized vignette, almost dreamlike scene that is in the middle of the book Tuesdays with Maury. In my sophomore year, I take two more of Maury's classes. We go beyond the classroom, meeting now and then just to talk. I have never done this before with an adult who was not a relative, yet I feel comfortable doing it with Maury, and he seems comfortable making the time. Where shall we visit today? He asks cheerily when I enter his office. In the spring, we sit under a tree outside the sociology building, and in the winter, we sit by his desk. Me in my gray sweatshirts and Adidas sneakers, Maury in his Rockport shoes and corduroy pants. Each time we talk, he listens to me ramble, then he tries to pass on some sort of life lesson. He warns me that money is not the most important thing, contrary to the popular view on campus. He tells me I need to be fully human. He speaks of the alienation of youth and the need for connectedness with the society around me. Some of these things I understand some I do not. Makes no difference. The discussions give me an excuse to talk to him. Fatherly conversations I cannot have with my own father, who would like me to be a lawyer. 
Maury hates lawyers. What do you want to do when you get out of college, he asks. I want to be a musician, I say. Piano player. Wonderful, he says. But that's a hard life. Yeah. A lot of sharks. That's what I hear. Still, he says, if you really want it, then you'll make your dream happen. I want to hug him, to thank him for saying that, but I am not that open. I only nod instead. I'll bet you play piano with a lot of pep, he says. I laugh. Pep? He laughs back. Pep, what's the matter? They don't say that anymore. No, they don't say that anymore, by the way. <laughs> so, now remember, I wrote this when I was 37 <laughs> years old. A good 20 years after it had happened. But that conversation and that visit stayed with me because of that very important, shall we say, passage of life that we all go through where somebody begins to take you seriously on the yep. adult stage. And the reason I bring this up is because we are having harder and harder times relating to our kids. You can see that these days. Kids are alienated. Kids are depressed. Kids are attempting suicide in record numbers. There is something seriously amiss with our kids' sense of self-worth and value and happiness. How can we help combat that? We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. One thing is that we can help them get to that point in their life where they have that moment like I had with Maury, where you start to feel like, hey, my dreams are being taken seriously. My thoughts are being taken seriously. And what tends to come with that, contrary to what some parents might think, which is, well, if I, if I let him become a musician, I mean, he's just going to become a bum or he's just going to... What tends to come with that is that you start to think, you, the child, more responsibly yourself because someone is treating you like an adult. You feel the obligation to behave more like an adult. And the very thing that your parents are worried about by letting go of you, which is he's not ready, she's not ready, right? Isn't that the sentiment behind the clinging oh. parent, she's not oh. ready to be an adult. She's not ready to take care of herself. Your brother, Lisa, who treats you like that, because there's a sense that, no, she's just a kid. She's not ready to be the adult. 
Well, there are still members of my family who treat other, like my nieces, um, with those same kid gloves. Like we can't tell her because she's too sensitive, which they really mean is she's too young. Right. She's an adult. She has two children, for goodness sake. Tell her. You right, know, right. she's an adult. <laughs> right, right. Well, exactly. And some people just hold or lock people in that youthful uh, phase. But it's very valuable to find someone. If it maybe it's going to be you, maybe it's not going to be you for your own kids. Maybe you need to recognize it for your own kids. Maybe it's a different mentor, a college professor, a music teacher, an employer, uh, you know, a, a counselor who can sort of take them seriously, but recognize that they do need that because there is a phase of life, just like there is a phase where you're, you know, you hit adolescence and you stop wanting to play with dolls and you become uh -huh. interested in boys or girls, or you become aware of your body or that. I mean, this is just natural. There's a natural um, passage in which children need to be taken seriously and be listened to, even if the things that they want to do at the moment seem immature. I want to be an influencer. Okay, every kid wants to be an influencer. Every kid wants to go on the internet, take pictures of themselves, and get paid a million dollars. But eventually, in time, they're going to find out that very few people can actually do that, and they're going to find something else. But if you never let them grow, you don't take them seriously, you don't listen to them, you shut them down when they say that, you roll your eyes when they say things like that, you you take a tone of voice that's very parental when they say that, they're never going to feel anything other than childlike in your presence. Mm -hmm. And I felt childlike in the presence of everybody in my family until I met Maury. And then I felt like a young adult, still with a lot to learn, but with someone, one older man, taking me seriously, respecting my desires, not trying to talk me out of things, but listening to what I had to say. So, well, all right, well, if you feel that way here, okay, and then you can do this or do that or do that. It's a really, really important moment. It's a small moment. Even in the book, Tuesdays with Maury, it's a small moment. It's not, not something that people come up to me all the time and say, hey, I love page 97 where yeah. you and Maury are sitting and talking about you becoming a musician. <laughs> but for me, it was a really important moment because I remember it. Like I said, I wrote it 20 years after the fact. I was still able to remember it because it made such an impression on me. He's taking me seriously. And kids need to feel like they are being taken seriously, even if they are not acting seriously. And that's a challenge because we all feel like we know better. We yeah. probably do. We all feel like, oh, my God, these kids today, they're so immature compared to when we were. And they are. But this is their only time to be that age. And we need to understand that. Well, it's funny, though, because when I look back at me, like, because you were in college at this time, right? So when I look back at Lisa in college, oh, my goodness gracious, I was not mature, right? Um, I should have been treated like a kid. But I think when you step out of college and now you're in the work world and you're working with adults, by the way, right? Everybody else I worked with at my, I worked in advertising at an ad agency. Everybody was older than I was, except for like one guy. And so um, everybody, I had to try to fit in and be like them. And But then I also often felt like the kid, 
still in that group, you know, because everybody else had been working for 10 years, 20 years. And here I am just like fresh and new out of college. And I barely knew how to, you know, fill in a time card or anything like that. I didn't know. Right. What did I right. know? But I'm sure that there was someone who befriended you or made you feel like you were part of the team. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they did. But it took me a little while, I think, in my own skin to start feeling like an adult, too, because you don't feel like it till other people treat you that way, which right. is what you're saying. Right. Exactly. If no one else is going to take you seriously. And I find I'm going through that now with all of our kids from Haiti, you mm -hmm. know, as they are now they're up here and they're in college and I'm still trying to micromanage their lives. And in some ways, they're expecting me to micromanage their lives. You know, just a small anecdote, but the, 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 a couple of the kids who came back for their second year of college, I find out a couple of weeks in, like they're only doing 10 meals a week mm. on their meal mm -hmm. plan. And I say, well, why is there only 10 meals a week? Well, um, we thought that that's what you wanted. I said, well, why would I want that? Well, I don't know. That's what it turns out. Like they didn't fill in any paperwork. They didn't go check on it. So it just defaulted to 10 meals a week instead of 21. So they were just skipping eating on the weekends. Right. <laughs> rather than calling me and saying what's going on. And, and, but, but they just assumed that I would take care of it. And of course, I said, wait a minute, they're sophomores in college. They didn't figure out how to go take care of their meal plan. Aww. You know, so, so there's that, there's Aww. that yin and yang of the expectations. So, all I'm trying to get across here today is that this is a very important moment in in a child's life and and I should say a teenager's or young adult's life. And you need to recognize when it's coming and you need to recognize when it needs to come. And if kids are frustrated and they feel you, they seem to be squirming in their existence, it may be because they don't feel that anybody is treating them in the way that they're soul is crying out to be treated like i want something new i want to explore i want to be i want to become you know uh, an, an adult version of myself and when you see that let it blossom let it blossom the way it blossomed with me and maury let it blossom with whomever it is if you trust them it, it will ultimately turn out to be the right thing it may be painful as a parent because you don't like to see kids you know getting older or growing up or whatever it is but but it has to happen. Yep. It has to happen. It's going to happen. And better to happen that way with people that you know about than some other experimental way because kids aren't being taken seriously. So they they go try drugs or they try some deviant behavior or something like that, try to get attention or try to find an, find their identity. Um, so it, it's a small moment, but it's a critical moment. And, and you never think about it either. Like it's something you just bringing this up today. I never once thought about that in my life. Like, who was the first person to treat me like an adult? And it really yeah. is a big thing. Well, think about that. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take your papers and you can turn them in next week. <laughs> oh, we should have everybody on our group page write a paper. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, at least answer the question. Who was the person who... Uh... Yeah, we'll put it on our group page and they can answer there. I'd love to hear people's stories and maybe we can share them on, on our next episode or something. All right. Well, that'll be for next week. We appreciate you joining us this week for a brief a brief visit. Lisa Goich produces the program, and you can find out more about it at wetuesdaypeople.com. I'm your host, Mitch Album, author of Tuesdays with Maury, and the upcoming The Little Liar, which, by the oh. way, if you want to see a trailer for The Little Liar, just go to mitchalbum.com or YouTube, 
and just go. There's a little movie trailer for the I book. I saw it. It's really good. Yeah, it's a, give you a little taste of what's coming up in November. Exciting. Yes. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you again. Until that happens, I am Mitch Album saying see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people. <laughs>